Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Rick Hayland. He has, for 35 years, been working in corporations and organizations, and he did extremely well, and he achieved a great deal. But somewhere along the line, the little tap on the shoulder happened to him, and he completely changed directions and became someone who wanted to help other people's lives improve, follow the right path, be true to who they are. And uh, Rick has a consultant business of all sizes to improve performance. He specializes in helping leaders identify their personal and business performance gaps to improve performance. And as a second uh, largest shareholder of the COO in his consulting company, he helped the company grow from 33 consultants to 250. His formula for goal setting accountability, high engagement, detailed planning has helped many leaders and companies enhance their performance. And I think one of the, you know, the big points we're going to be talking about today is how do you stay focused? Um, you know, the guide you to accomplishing the goals that you set for yourself, the habits of the happiest and most successful people and steps to scale a consulting business. And we've put this under Choose Positive Living today because life is a choice, but it could also fit very well under the business um, show as well. Um, purpose, that is actually something as far as I'm concerned, is the be all end all. It's everything. Once you've discovered Amen. what your your purpose is in life, now you can truly and naturally engage in it. Welcome to the show, Rick. Sarah, lovely to be with you today. So what was it? Was it a cosmic two by four? Was it a tap on the shoulder? Was mm. it just one day I just don't want to go down this road anymore? So um, I got into consulting because of purpose. Mm -hmm. And I left consulting after 32 years because of purpose <laughs> and that constant process of inner reflection and looking inside and determining what's your best path to live your values and your next phase. In fact, I just helped my 85 year old father uh, rework his purpose to find happiness during COVID and mm -hmm. being shut in and insulated. And my mother has uh, forms of dementia and so had to re-clarify his purpose. So. Uh, as you, I'm a big believer in the inner reflection mm -hmm. that causes one to find the purpose so you can live your best life. And that, so that's what I'm doing today after retiring out of consulting is how to help people find their best life. So, yeah, but I found uh, I found my career because of purpose. And mm -hmm. I can tell that story when we if we have time. Yes, we have and plenty then, of time. Yeah. So that that's an interesting story. And I hope people will kind of take this. That this isn't about just finding a career. It's really about mm -hmm. articulating and being proactive, you know, it's, I love the story, Sarah, of people that, you know, had a major health crisis yeah. or job crisis or life crisis and came back. It inspires all of us. I think my message today is be proactive, articulate your purpose and your values so that you have a great chance at living your best life. And that doesn't guarantee that things mm -hmm. won't fall off the, yeah. <laughs> and you won't have adversity, but 
it does help you respond with your values uh, during adversity. So real quickly, I went, uh, I was from uh, Western Canada, uh, graduated, did well, got an MBA program in Eastern Canada. I was the youngest, least experienced person. So I knew I had to kind of work harder than everybody else. Got in two months of that MBA program and got a test back and figured out, oh my goodness, I think I was one of the lowest grades in the class. And so it, you know, it, it, this is kind of hopefully one of the learning points during crises, during trials of massive proportion, or in this case, a small proportion, look inside, reflect and figure out. So I went downstairs for the weekend in our uh, unfurnished at the time townhouse with Tilt Cheryl and the two kids, uh, Brett and Nikki were four and two, going downstairs to kind of, I heard Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective mm -hmm. yeah. People author say you should have a mission statement and begin with the end in mind. So. I articulated that weekend, I worked on my, I'm going to call it a purpose statement, but I use the terms interchangeably. And um, so I articulated, I came out, went back to school on Monday, and there was no flashing lights or ahas, mm -hmm. other than I felt a sense of uh, peace on articulating what my strengths are and who I wanted to be in the future. Yeah. So a year and a half later, fast forward, started looking for jobs, nothing looked interesting. Uh, I didn't really know, I, to be honest, that this purpose statement, this mission statement was, was going to be a linchpin in choosing my job. But what happened is that as this small boutique consulting company came recruiting at the MBA school, it just, the words on the page just jumped out because it was some of the same words I had in my purpose statement about continuous improvement, about action orientation, about helping people, about helping businesses. And so I applied to it. I went home to Cheryl that day until I found my job. I just, I knew it was exactly who and what and where I'm supposed to be. So the next day or two, the uh, announcements came back and I was not on the shortlist for interview. And so uh, I was just about to go into a little pity party, decided, let me phone up the head office in Vancouver, British Columbia, not too far from where you are today. And, um, you know, basically they tell the story that I, I don't know if I was this bold, but basically told them they made a mistake and that <laughs> I, really, I should really be on that list. And so she looked at my resume and my, well, you're a little underexperienced and, you know, but, you know, there's a lot of qualified candidates, but you know what, you've shown a lot of uh, spirit and, and uh, passion. Why don't you just write yourself, this is before the internet, right? So write yourself on the list at your number 11 interview at 5 p.m. So bottom line, Sarah, is I was the only one to get the job and went on to have a marvelous career and retired as the second largest shareholder and the COO two years ago. So I think that one of the lessons on the value of intentionality, allow a value of kind of forward looking, I'm gonna call it purpose, purpose statement, but you can use lots of words in there, is it can really help map your best life or who you really wanna be and be remembered. And so in that case, I didn't even think at the time it was gonna help my career. I was just kind of desperate for an idea and at that point, it really helped me articulate who and what I wanted to be part of. And so that when it manifests itself, when it came a knocking, I knew I had something because I had done the pre-work. And so hopefully that's one of the messages from today is for people to do that inner reflection like you encourage on many of your channels of self-discovery is to do that self-discovery because then you can manifest yourself and you can move towards that 
intention of who you want to be and be proactive in life rather than wait to see what happens. So yeah, exactly. does that make sense? A hundred percent makes sense. Um, and I think, you know, as, as people, we're all seeking to belong, you know, where's my tribe? Where do I belong? How do I fit in? And it's like we're trying to do it externally rather than internally. And, you know, if we, if we understand, well, what do I stand for? Who am I? Where's my integrity? What are my boundaries? What would I stand up for and fight for? Or what would I embrace? You know, what do I want to see? You know, reverse back. Look, what do you want your legacy to be? Excellent. And that gives you an idea of what your purpose should be. Now, we go on our life's journey and we, we go left, right, center, and sometimes backwards, forwards, whichever way. And each one of those experiences is a lesson. But if we've got a purpose in mind, and it could be as simple, I want to make a difference in the lives of others. Right. And you don't know how yet. That's okay. Yeah. You've got that mission of why you're here. Right. Now the how you're going to do it, with whom you're going to do it, uh, which is your tribe, is a totally different ballgame. Because you're bringing you to the table and not waiting for other people to define who you are and what your purpose is. Yeah, it's so much more powerful to be proactive. <clears throat> you know, in writing the book called Live Your Purpose, I, I, I did all the research and found I had this personal experience, but then I did the research and found there's like 10 health benefits <laughs> to articulating a forward-looking purpose, like literally longer life, less hospital time, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Self-fulfillment, mm -hmm. you know, is, is part of that list of 10. So there's all these. And so, but there is some anxiety on how. And so- mm -hmm. I think the magic that I'm trying to bring, if you said, well, Rick, how's your book any different from any other fulfillment per, you know, book or self-discovery? Other self than you wrote it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the ways I answer that, Sarah, is to say I spent a lot of time on the why it's important and showed the research and all that, but I spent a lot of time on how. Mm. So it's almost in workbook fashion. So, for example, chapter four is called the triple seven process. And I haven't found this in all my research. I haven't found anybody really articulate how. And yeah. so I put it in a triple seven, seven questions, seven hours over seven days. So, and the first question is exactly what you just articulated. And that is you're at your funeral. You can't control what people say. Don't worry mm -hmm. about the control factor, but what would you like them to say? Yeah. If you were to say and have an imagination and then, okay, if those are the things you'd well, Rick or Sarah was a great person, kind to everyone, really made a difference in everything. She, you know, whatever word yeah. you want them to say, then to your point, the harder work, if you will, is to reverse engineer it then yeah. back to yeah. today and figure out what I have <clears throat> to do. And that's what we call goals and habits and mm. planning and all that. But the first step is actually figuring out, and it doesn't have to be perfect and it's not going to stay the same for your whole life, but go out there and figure out, first of all, what are those values and those intentions that you want to live by in your best life? Not not just rearward looking, because we want to be even better than we were in the past. Yeah, exactly. You said to me off air, we want to be mm. forward looking, yes. honoring the past, but forward looking mm. in our intentions and desire. So yeah, I, I'm a big believer, Sarah, that part of the magic is articulating how to get people from a frozen position or a 66% happy position to 80% or 90, whatever. And so that's what I've tried to do is articulate some hows. 
I have a word every year that I use and my word this year is actionism because last mm -hmm. year it was reflection. And, you know, it is now time to act, even if you're only planting seeds or now, you you know, you, you're watering, nurturing the seeds you planted last year, but it's take action, the forward moving. But it's take action without dictation, but take action in preparation. And a lot of people, I want to be here at this age and I want to be this at that and I got to be yeah. here there. And that again is the external life. Yeah. Because you, it's been measured by what you think society or everybody else will judge you by. But if you go, I am prepared for this journey that I'm taking. I'm listening. I'm learning. I'm adapting. I'm adopting. It's in my backpack, but I'm going to allow life to guide me. You're going to be able to see life. In, in so much more abundance and so many more opportunities because you're prepared to seize the day when it's ahead of you, when it's right there in front of you. But we can't dictate this rigidity of I've got to, or I should, and I need to get rid of those because they're going to stop you from really seeing an opportunity in front of you and how to embrace it. Again, back to that how, how do you embrace that opportunity in front of you? Step That's, forth in yourself. Be prepared that, to seize it. That is such a great point. You know, I, I call it kind of Western thinking versus Eastern thinking. Yeah. So Western is manifest yourself. Your world's your oyster. You can accomplish anything. Go big. Dream big. Right. And there's some good nuggets of wisdom in there. And then I'm going to call it, uh, I hope this isn't an overgeneralization, kind of the Eastern philosophies of stay present, be content, mm -hmm. focus on what you have versus what you haven't. And I, my passion is, and I, what I've tried to do then in the last half of the book is bring those two ideologies, if you will, together. Yes, manifest yourself. Yes, set a direction. Yes. Be proactive. But then be very careful in your reflection and thinking about, okay, I've set this direction. And you have to, to your word, have the flexibility to accept what happens. Mm -hmm. Accept it, like in, be present, accept it, be grateful for it and then build plans off of that. Cause you know, I, at the beginning of 2020, I had no idea I was going to write a book. Right. I knew I wanted, my purpose was to stop business consulting and start in the personal development business. And so I opened CI for life and the website, et cetera, et cetera. But, and I knew I wanted to, the, all I had got in the manifestation side is I wanted to reach thousands and thousands of people with this message of purpose, goals, habits. And then this idea now we're talking about of how to handle stress or setbacks or keep on the path. I call it keep living your purpose. It's, mm. it's not actually hard to set a purpose or goals. It's harder to then continue Maintain to it. live it without being discouraged on setbacks. Yeah. Or, oh, you know what? Goal setting doesn't work. You know, manifestation mm. doesn't work. I just got to, I'm just going to react. I'm so discouraged that mm. I haven't reached this goal at this time to your point. But if you can stay open and every day, aware of what happened, be an observer, as if you will, and be aware of what happened and how can I learn from that? You know, Nelson Mandela, mm -hmm. uh, president of South Africa, one of my heroes had a quote that I love. He says, I never lose. I either win or learn. Yes. And this is the man that's in prison for 29 years, right? Yes. So I never lose. And think about this daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. I never lose either win or learn. So maybe there's been a lot of less winning and a lot of learning in your life, mm -hmm. but still it's learning to help you be better in the future. And so if I think we can take that mindset that it's about learning and um, winning and being grateful for what we have, oh my yeah. goodness, appreciation. Yes. That's one of the, in the back half of the book where I'm trying to teach this acceptance idea 
do a whole chapter on gratitude. Just, I can't tell you for a striving person, for someone that tries to accomplish and be the best self, how important gratitude is in our lives for happiness, for contentment and for learning. And uh, so I'm a big believer in, in the power of focusing on what you have and what you've been blessed with and what that actually helps you propel you into into the future. So yeah. anyhow, I know there's a lot there. You got me all excited on a couple of topics. <laughs> That's fine. I love excitement. Um, gratitude for learning. You know, a lot of people, failure. And I know a failure to me is, is when you refuse to get back up and try again. Right. Everything else is just a lesson. I call it redirect. That didn't work. Let's try a little to the left or the little to the right and try something different. We wouldn't have a light bulb if Einstein hadn't done that, right? It's yeah. that this didn't work. It doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means be. I've got to try doing it a different way. Very often it could be the universe saying to you, you're going down the wrong road. Stop, you know, you know, worrying a sore. Keep rubbing the sore. Let it heal. Uh, pause. Take a moment. Reflect and go, okay, where am I at? Am I chasing an illusion? Or am I still being true to my calling, my purpose? And sometimes we're so busy going down that road because somebody said, you've got to go down that road. This is the only success you'll ever have. Instead of listening to yourself, your heart, your soul, your spirit, before your mind, and go into, okay, but what feels right? We ignore feelings. And we're, we give so much attention to the negative feelings. Oh, I failed. Oh, I shouldn't have done this. And oh, oh, and we get so caught up then. Like, our emotions are here for a reason. They're an indication of where we're at. But don't get emotional about them. Because now we're going into a spiral where we're losing control. We're losing any ability to receive anything. So sometimes, you know, you talked about the Eastern. Be present. Take that deep breath. Step back. Is this really where my purpose needs to go? Am I, you know, opening, trying to open a door that doesn't want to be opened? Am I missing there's a window wide open over there? And, you know, we sometimes we can't see the forest for the trees because we're just too anxious about it. Yeah. Step into gratitude to the fact that you can have the ability to move forward when it's ready, but don't rush it until it's ready. Yeah. And so many people that you talk to and, and we coach in life get discouraged because I've, I've set this manifestation, I've set this intention, yes. goal, whatever word. Per, it's Friday. It hasn't it. arrived. Right. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet. And I haven't earned my million dollars or right. I'm not married or I'm not, yeah. don't have kids or I don't have, you know, whatever's missing in your life. And, and so I'm just fascinated with the idea on how and helping people on the how. Yes. And of course, as you know, coaching having a third person or another person to help you reflect and get the right mindset is huge. But what I did recently to try to get to this next step on how is I actually developed a, I call it a CI for life journal or planner. And on the first page, it actually has, what is your purpose? So that's a chance to articulate in every journal on the first page, what it is that you're striving for. Next page is goals. Next page is action plans. But then every day as you open up, the left-hand side page is gratitude and learnings mm -hmm. every day. What am I grateful for? What yeah. were the blessings? Little, little, big, whatever. I got not up just, today. <laughs> yeah. And not just outcome, right. Made yes. the bed for the 10th day in a row. <laughs> yeah. uh, my wife, she's a big believer. If you start with that, it sets the day up right. But anyhow, yes. I digress. So, uh, you know, if you get to learnings and gratitude every day, so I'm either learning, grateful, or, and most days you're both, right? Yes. I learned from a, a disappointment yesterday. 
and what I would do differently. And I'm grateful for this. What a great mindset. Yeah. And then on the right-hand page is, okay, what's my plan of the day and what are my top three priorities? So just giving people tools. Uh, if you're in that mindset that I want to learn and be grateful, I want to live on purpose. What I, my, my idea was in this journal planner was to give people a tool and a method yeah. to do exactly what we're talking about. So that, again, I'm just so yeah, you're, you're not giving them a how. manual. No, that's the point. You know, it's, it's your best life. It's not, not mine. It's not, not paint by colors, right? right? All you're doing is giving them some tools, but they right. have to apply it. Yeah, and yeah. use it in a way that they feel is advantageous. So it's it's a guiding system. It's for something to put in the backpack. But so many people want the manual. No, no, no. Tell me how. What's my next step? What's my next step? You're preparing them for that next step. Yeah, let You're preparing them, them to it. see what's in front of them and how to make a choice. Yeah. Well, Neil Mother, I'll give him a shout out. He was one of the leaders of a client that I worked with for years. And Neil, if you're listening, actually, I'll forward this to you. But he used to say change, the most powerful change in people and organizations is when you teach mindset, skill set, and tool set. And if you yeah. can put those three things together, either in personal change or organizational change, because uh, so many people uh, just do mindset or just bring mm, a tool yes. or just teach, train new skills. <clears throat> like, like medicine, only address one thing, right? Right. Let's do all three. <laughs> yes. Let's do all three and <clears throat> give people the mindset, skill set, and tool set for personal development, change, and transformation. And then we're laughing. Do you know this book? Who moved my cheese? Yes, yes, Spencer Johnson. Yeah, one of my Bibles. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm a true colors yeah. coach as well. So you know, often I think uh, it's there's one personality telling another personality a, a perspective to follow. But if we understand our own personality and what other personality traits are out there, we learn to listen to the different language, and we can we can then transfer it into our own, translate it into our own understanding. But somebody, you know, is the go-getter, you know, you've just got to do this and you will succeed. Well, that's the way they do it. Somebody else is a contemplator, a researcher, and that's the way they do it. Somebody else is like, just give me the tool, you know, give me the tools, I'll put it together. And the other person, I've got to feel it. So understanding who you are will help you understand your purpose, but also in which style you are going to participate in any of the problems. Your book can be generic to any personality trait, but they've got to read it from their own perspective and understand it back in that way. Yeah. We, we've really got to learn, I think, as far as I'm concerned, a little bit more about whom we're speaking to or whom we are. Why do I see things differently to other people? Well, this is my personality trait. This is who I am. And I don't need to be somebody else's thoughts or perspectives. I need to embrace my own, but understand other people's thoughts and perspectives so they can be a more rounded vision of what we're seeing. So let me give you an example of that. And I don't mm. know what color they are, but I, I you'll identify um, with Orange, this, blue, green, and... Um, no, the, in this example. Yeah, I know right. the colors. Yeah, I'm a red, flaring red with a little bit of yellow and my wife's a white and and there's value in identifying that. But here, here's an example. As I'm coaching people to develop purpose, all of a sudden I've got a certain, and I don't know what color, that's where I was going, but uh, the, I'm going to call it the perfectionist that says, I, you know, I, wow, this is so important. I, I have to get this right. And so you coach them through the first couple of questions and they're such good internal thinkers. 
what they what they give you is just magic but all they needed was a little bit of instigation at the beginning because they mm -hmm. were frozen because mm -hmm. it had to be perfect yes and to realize no it doesn't have to be perfect just get going is great coaching for that personality whereas in other personalities they got no problem getting going they get started right. they writing and they 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 don't know what they have at the end they need some, <laughs> they need some assimilation some help <laughs> kind of bringing it all together and so those are interesting personalities to deal with because one i'm just helping to get going and then they're off and flying in the high quality thing and the other one you're trying to bring them back a little right. bit now, how do i get it down <laughs> to uh, 50 words because you've got a million out there. so it's fun because there are different personalities and different methods and different ways and you have to respect that and as coaches and as people trying to help people out there you certainly have to take that into account absolutely yeah let's go back to the word purpose because you know i I've had many a person say, I, I didn't know what my purpose was until the old cosmic two before came along, flattened me and I had to reinvent my life. And then I discovered my purpose. Um, we can have different purposes in life in different chapters, you know, in our, our different yeah. chapters of our book. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a mother. I'm now recently a grandmother as of four weeks ago. And each, thank you. Thank you. Each one of these chapters, my purpose has been different but my core value has been the same. That's it. That's it. People, you know, and, and again, you can, I've modified my purpose statement four or five times over the mm -hmm. 35 years, but you, you, you got a real important point then. And, and people say to me, well, I'm just so busy being a mother or a worker mm -hmm. or a church leader, or a, you know, that's my purpose. I said, that's good. And that's bringing you purpose, small yes. purpose. Absolutely. Do never deny that raising kids and, 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 uh, uh, being a philanthropist or serving in the community or in your church, whatever, that is awesome, small P purpose. But what's your larger P as you step back? Because one day you won't, you know, be as involved as a mother or father, right. and they'll be adults and raising their own family, or you won't have that calling at the food bank that's giving you so much purpose right now. That'll be gone. So that's why I say to those people, yes, absolutely, you've got small meaning and purpose but there's still value inside of that because mm -hmm. what happens in that purpose statement it's your core values that you write yes. it's generally yes. your core values yes. and so as i'm acting as a mother or father if i'm articulate on my core values and my purpose statement then i can try to be my best yeah because you only get one shot at it right <laughs> we're all we all make mistakes in doing that as i mentioned to you before we have six kids and but if i'm intentional and i've got identified how i want to be as a mother father worker and all my roles i've got a better shot at being bringing my best self even when i'm exhausted even when i make mistakes so yes to your you identify those values get the big p purpose identified and then yes with your family your community your church service act out that uh, and find meaning inside of your bigger purpose. Yeah. And, you know, as you said, if the purpose changes, that doesn't mean your identity has changed. No, it just means your purpose has changed. Yeah. It's taken a different direction, which is very exciting. You know, I think the another thing that people, um, especially people who have been at the same job for a long time, you know, or, you know, close to retirement, it's like, well, who am I now? Yeah. I've been this for so long. That was my purpose. And who am I now? And they've lost that identity. And so many people I interview at the age of 50, 60, right up to 88, have rediscovered 
their purpose in a new direction and it ain't over until it's over folks you oh, know wow. we we can redirect Amen. ourselves into doing something wonderful i started this nine years ago at 57 yeah. had no idea where it was going i just went with it and it grew you know Sarah, so just allow very morning i had that same conversation with a 66 year old buddy that said you know i've got this this is transitioning what 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 do I do now? And so yeah. I took them through the first three questions of, and thank you. I feel better already. That's exactly what I need to do. And that's the awareness that we're trying yeah. to drive, yes. isn't it? Like yes. you're never, you, you don't just set this at 25 and then do your best. This is a, a constant process of learning and reevaluation and yes. okay, how do I best live my purpose at 65 and yes. at 75? And yes. I think I, did I allude already about my dad at 85? He calls me in late September of COVID last year and says, man, I, I, I can't, um, my mother has dementia and, and I can't, I'm struggling there. I'm, I'm insulated. I, I, I can't go out with friends. I don't have a church calling right now. I can't do work. Mm. And so I'm struggling. And so he said, I'm going to, he had just read my book and he's the one that taught me all these things. It says, you know what? I'm going to reevaluate my purpose at 85. I said, oh, yes, okay. good for you. You're an good inspiration. So he yes. does that. And then he articulates a few, few values about fulfillment, about connection that he was missing. And then on Sunday night plans every week to how do I get fulfillment connection in the middle of this current environment I'm in? Cause it's massively changed. Mm -hmm. And so he figured out, I'm going to phone three grandkids a week. I'm not going to wait for their call. I'm going right. to call them. I'm going to go deliver two loaves of, you know, whatever to get his fulfillment and connection at 85. And so whether you're 65 yes. or 60 or 25, constantly reevaluating purpose and making plans and direction from that has such power and meaning. It's that gratitude again, that I have a purpose today, you know, that, um, you know, every day doesn't matter. I, I suffer from an illness and I, I can have days where I wake up and it's like, you know, uh, the moment this goes, you know, on, it's, it's, I forget about it. I'm in my purpose. I'm in yeah. my calling. I'm in my zone. It rejuvenates me. It invigorates me and my body and my mind, my heart and my soul thanks me for doing it and thanks to the people that have rejuvenated me so we can you. give in we can yeah. give in to oh, i feel awful today i'm going to give in to the body and there are times you know there are times my body says you know i'm flattening you <laughs> you're in quarantine and um, other times i have the you know the power over it and that's just navigating it but if we have that purpose that's going to get us up every day if we have that something that it's let's take purpose and really understand what it is. It's service. Oh, wow. Can I, can I tell you about a piece of research I just did that follows that point? I asked 1400 people. They filled out my survey. It was from four, you know, the UK, Australia, Canada, and the U S and I, and I, and it was about productivity and happiness. And of course I asked some purpose questions, et cetera, et cetera, around that. And here's what came back that very, the people in the band of the top happiness, answer had these three qualities a strong correlation to these three qualities one they did regular exercise and most of that was walking just getting in nature or outdoors two they uh planned every day they had a purpose for every day not just i have a macro purpose mm -hmm. but today i'm just going to try to do five i'm not feeling that well but i'm going to try to do these five things so to give you purpose to get up in the morning that i'm trying to do these five things or 20 things or whatever it might be and then the third thing is that they were in service to somebody or something. Yes. Meaning, could have been random acts of kindness. It could have been serving mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, uh, somebody in their home, it could have been, you know, a neighbor, whatever that might be, they, they had exercise, they had daily planning, and they had service in their day. And those were the happiest people. No, no surprise. Right. You know, the, the, the greatest gift of giving is in the receiving. And the receiving is knowing that you've made a difference in someone's life. And it could be that smile. They're walking along or, you know, the barista is making 10 million coffees and everybody wants this and that and having a hard day, love. You know, I just take a breath, take a pause for a moment, take a breath. I hope your day gets better. You've acknowledged them. You've seen them. And don't we as human beings want to be seen? We right. want to know that we're counted. We're not just another droid out there. And so paying attention to someone, a little act of kindness, a smile, an acknowledgement can make someone's day. Huge. We, we don't need the Clint Eastwood gun. You know? <laughs> Our smile is that weapon, right? And it's so small. And people say, yeah, but I can't do this. I can't. Do it. Can you not give someone a smile? Open if the door. You Behind. open the door, yep. carry someone's groceries, pat someone's dog. By the way, patting someone's dog is absolutely rejuvenating for you. Mm. <laughs> but it's, I think one of the things that we have forgotten in business, in society and everything is that our e-commerce is not money. Our, our e-commerce, uh, it's, it's love. It's kindness, right. it's caring. Right. And when we can spend that, we are so much more of an enriched and an abundant society. We've got to remember where the money is. It's a tool to help us achieve our service and our purpose. Right. And the moment you worship the money, which in the beginning, coming out of university or anything else, it's money driven. I've got to make X amount a year. I've got to I'm validated by my house, my car, and how much I earn. Outside thinking. As you get older, you realize I'm being a slave to that job. It's taken me away from my family. I've got all this money. I'm paying huge amount of taxes, but I never have any time to enjoy it. Hmm. So where's the enrichment? It's in the time to be with your loved ones or to be of service to someone. And that will enrich you in so much more. And no, money is important, but let's put it where it, it is important and not give it a higher value than it is. So Clayton Christensen wrote a great book called How to Measure Your Life. He's also a big believer in mission and purpose statements. And um, in that book, he shares a case that he was a Harvard MBA professor. And he talks about these people 30 years later coming back, very successful, very rich, captains of industry, and not happy on their second or third wife, on estranged from their children. And I'm not making this up. And he no, said, no, no, I've interviewed them, darling. I know. Yeah, and this wasn't an anomaly either. But his point was, and our point today is stay focused, right? As, as soon as you can, whether you're 55, 25, whenever you're listening to this, make a balanced set of priorities. I'm going to call yes. them goals rather than just career, because career could suck you in, particularly oh, God, if you're yes. very motivated to be successful. Make sure that you've got this balanced suite coming out of your purpose of goals to say, spiritually, who am I going to be physically, uh, temporally, meaning work, mentally, take care relationship wise, please make sure in your goals every year, you don't just have work goals or financial goals, have a relationship goals, how can I stay connected to my kids, how can I be a better partner, how, you know, whatever those goals are for you. So 
that just says to me the importance of, cause it, it's intoxicating way. And let's say you have to work two or three jobs. Yeah. My dad told me about somebody in the Philippines who just worked their heart out uh, living in Canada and having to work two or three jobs. And, um, and, and yet they were happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the keys to success is in the midst of all, and I, I'm not a big believer in balanced life because at some phases of your life, some part of your life is going to take more time than other. But if you can be intentional, mm-hmm. I can work an exhausting 10 hour day but if I'm intentional that now's my time to take my daughter on a date, mm-hmm. even though I'm tired, I built a plan to do that now, then you can still accomplish a lot of time, a lot of things, as long as you're intentional and not just chase the dollar. Yes. Because that's not the happiness. No. That's not where happiness lies. No. No. I can let you know that for sure. Um one of the things I think about life that's so absolutely exuberant is being engaged, intentional, and being present. But just the simple things of life, you know, you talked about the top three walks in nature, that's my exercise walks in nature. I live in beautiful Victoria, BC, which which you know. And one of the reasons I live here is I'm right on the water. So I have Mm -hmm. the sea breeze and trees, the three things that fill my soul, go for a walk along the waterfront, and you've got the breeze coming from the ocean, the trees are shaking and talking to you. Puppy dogs are running up and down, having a whole lot of fun, can't wait to come over to you, wag their tail and get a pat. Just doing that for however amount of time is just so not only uplifting, rejuvenating, but so calming and so fulfilling. And we need to find that thing that we know, whether it's 10 minutes, whether it's an hour, whether it's all day, that that feeds us. And, you know, for some people, it might be the treadmill. It might be going for a mountain hike. But what is it that gives you your, ah, I feel connected back with self. Yeah. And and by the way, some days, if you're really struggling with something, with a with the child's health or emotional needs, mental health, whatever it might be, you might need to do that twice in a day. You might need to go for two walks. You might mm-hmm. need to do your prayer and meditation twice, you know, so just keep your soul filled when you're going through these very dark times. Keep a simple plan in place. Keep keep some of these things that you know work for yourself because once you dig yourself in a pit because of discouragement and because of some setbacks and financially or otherwise, it's really hard to get yeah. out. But if you can yeah. keep these simple habits in your life that you know work for your brain and your heart and your soul. And like I say, some days, you know, uh, we had tr- worrying worries about our kids. I, I had to double down. I, I had to do the walks and the meditations twice a day just mm-hmm. to stay on the right mental path that I knew would keep me grateful and learning. Yeah. I mean, you, you talk about not being in balance, but I look at balance as a, as a yin yang. It's not about the rigidity of balance. It's about in the flow. What we don't want is the extreme highs and extreme lows. We want to just keep things that it's in a constantly in a flow. If you look at our DNA, you look at wavelengths, they're all in a movement. Then nothing is a straight line. If we could take away the straight line in life and understand everything is a dance, everything is a rhythm. Everything has a flow to it. And what we want to do is tap into that flow. And when we do, then we, you know, our core value, our purpose, uh, a whole meaningful uh, thing in life is right there because we're in the flow, we're tuned in, and we're, we're following the right intent. And if we feel ourselves going off kilter, then we know, okay, what do I need to do to bring myself back into that flow? Um, 
you know, the purpose and the service of life, as I said, that one of the greatest joys is when you serve someone else and you see it's made a difference. You may never get a thank you. You may never get an acknowledgement. Don't do it for that. Don't do it for the praise. Don't do it for the glory. You're doing it because you know you can make a difference. With these shows, I have no idea who they're affecting. They get listened, right. they get shared. Um, whoever it's touching, that, you know, praise be that is what's helped them along the way. But I think there's another big word that we've got to learn in our vocabulary, and that is to say no. Mm. Prioritization, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of good things in life. What's the best thing for me to do right now? Yes. That's a hard one for people, isn't it? Especially yeah. if you are in the service or the purpose driven, it's like somebody wants me to do this and somebody wants me to do that. And I, I just, but I've got this on and I've got that priority on and it's how do I say no? And yeah. how do people say no? Yeah, I think about even the email, you know, some people get a hundred emails a day. I mean, that could consume <laughs> your whole day rather than focusing on your most important activities. Yeah. So yeah, it's really a case of when, when you live with purpose, it's easier to say yes and no. When you live with clear priorities, it's yeah. easier to say yes and no. If you don't have priorities, if you're just into keeping busy and fulfilled by keeping busy, you're gonna miss a lot of the best life it can offer. But if you prioritize, and as we've talked about earlier, still stay flexible, because yes. you don't know when you're supposed to write a book or when you're supposed right. to write. Exactly. <laughs> prioritize but still stay flexible it's such a cool balance to try yeah. to find because when you're prioritized it's easier to say no to something no that doesn't fit in my priorities right now thank you yeah but i'm gonna have to do this or i'm gonna have to postpone it a month or whatever yeah but if you have no priorities and you're just reacting to what comes it's easy to get overwhelmed um but yeah so having clear priorities having clear purpose actually helps with this as well. And that is, I'm going to say no to that and yes to this. Yes. Even if you're a people pleaser, which yes. is really hard to do as a people yes. pleaser, right? <laughs> yes. But I have some clear priorities, although yeah. I'm flexible on on what direction to take those. So it's a difficult balance that we're trying to yeah. uh, live there yeah. with being prioritized and able to say no at the same time, being flexible to what comes up and inner reflective and reflecting is this the right should i change my priority for this yeah. day this week this month based on what i know about where i'm trying to take my life and what would be best so anyhow it's it's tricky i don't have a quick fix to that other than to say people that are clear on their purpose and priorities have an easier time saying no yeah you know the boundaries of um yeah uh, I get hit all the time and, you know, come and do this or join this or join that. And it's, you know, thank you very much. But I, I'm very much entrenched in what I'm doing right now. And I always go with my core value. When my core says, yes, explore it. You don't know where it's going to go, you know, um, then I'll, I will explore it. If my core says no, I honor it because my core no, knows best. And that's so you've got to honor yourself and your own boundaries because it's very easy to get bent on, and people guilt tripping you. Do not feel guilty for saying no. Right. Yeah, really good point. I Someone asked me the question, one of my son Tanner's friends, Zoe, asked me the question the other day, said, um, would you rather be, a speaking of flow and balance, would you rather be a four to six in life and happiness and, and success or would you rather be an eight to 10 with some days one to two? <laughs> and so 
I love that question. <laughs> I, I, it was fascinating. I put it out to my goals Facebook group, and there was lots of banter around it. I think we, this is, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think this is where we ended up on this idea of flow and, and balance and flexibility is that, yes, I still, I, I still want to be an eight to 10 yes. in happiness and contribution and success. And I just hope I have the skills to deal with the, the some weeks or days or years that are one to two, right? So yeah. uh, constantly equipping ourselves because I, I, I love the, the, you know, an eight can be, you know, you've just made a difference in 25 people's lives because yeah. you're a teacher and they've all done well on their math scores, English scores, et cetera, et cetera. And yes, I still have some down days, but give me the grace and the insight and the skills to be able to deal with that, to get back to the levels that I want to be. So I don't, uh, that was an interesting question. Because yeah. I, I, I think I would change is, the numbers like four to eight. Yeah. I'm not going down to the Yeah, two, that's sorry. true. Maybe the question was four to eight. I'll take the four to eight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I can never be a 10. I don't have that kind of energy. Um, right. I don't want to be a two because that's too hard to come back out of. Right. So yeah, uh, maybe even. Can I stay in the range of six to eight? <laughs> yeah, I would actually prefer to be in the six to eight. Yeah, exactly. And um, but that also is it comes down to choice, isn't it? Yes, you know, in the saying no. Oh no, no. The priority today is me. I need to take the day out and and rejuvenate me because I can't keep on giving unless I do that for me. My tank must be filled. And and that's I think will stop you going down to that too. Don't wait until you turn to the two, you know? Absolutely. There's a whole section in the book that I talk about habits and daily planning and building this core. And there's lots of literature out there of, of starting your day, or if you're really, really a night person, do this. But I highly recommend there's so many emotional, mental physical, spiritual benefits. We're doing your best, most purposeful, fulfilling activities in the morning, exercise, prayer, meditation, script, you know, whatever it, it fills your soul. It fills you, allowing you to be your best self in service to your mission that day. Do those things very first. Even if it makes waking up an hour earlier night, you know, I have daughters with babies and it's very difficult to mm -hmm. do that now, right? With sleep at night and but find a time to fill yourself so yes, you yes. can be your best self. Do the spiritual, mental, emotional, physical work. And, and maybe you have to do all three things that well, you're listening to your meditation while you're walking outside because you, you know, you've got a baby, you know, whatever it is. But, <laughs> the baby in the carriage. Right, right. How, with, with, the, with the carriage, right. But do the mental, spiritual every day to fill your soul, fill your capacity, capability, so that then you can be your best self for whoever you're in service for and whatever you're in service for that day. Cause we all want to do that. It's a daily thing. Like I've yeah. got to, when I start my day, I want to start it with the best habits possible so that I've got my best chance of being excellent today. Yeah. You know, one of the things I never used to have until basically I had children was routine and because I'm very much a flow person, you know, routine was something that was, a little foreign to me. Uh, now in my good old age, um, I have found that that routine, um, I start my shows only at 11 a.m. Pacific because I'm doing my mm. emails beforehand. I'm having my breakfast. I'm taking my time getting ready. It's my time and the gradual entry into time. Then I've got more to give. And I found that if I'm in that routine, I am more allowing to be in my flow. Yes. Totally, totally true. I, 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 my mother came and visited us while we were at this MBA program and we had two little kids, as I mentioned, and 
she, when she left, she wrote us this note and it was like four pages long about what we could do better with the kids <laughs> and the essence of the whole message. And oh my, I can, I'm so grateful my wife is humble and without guile and able to accept this kind of uh, thought. But basically the message was build, and this was our first two kids and we just moved across the country, build little small routines in your life so mm -hmm. that you can, you know, basically have a great day. Yes. And, uh, and with kids, it's important, but also yes. us as adults. And you know what? It worked. We, we took, we were stung for a day or two because of the feedback that we were yeah. doing. Such Nobody a great wants job. to be told how to raise yeah. your children. We know it all. We've just but become parents. We did it. And it was amazing. And I th we thank my mom daily, if not weekly, for that little, p she had the yeah. courage yeah. to yeah. tell us. And maybe we would have eventually discovered that, but she had the courage to tell us something hard. And we had the uh, humility to accept it. And I tell you, it has not only benefited us raising kids, but in my own life today, I, I th so thoroughly believe in that principle of build those simple routine, routines to keep yourself happy and successful rather than just reacting to what the day brings you. So yeah, I'm, you got to habits and routines are just so critical to success. And, and you know, it's, it's, you know, they'll build it and it'll come, you know, my, says my daughter's just had a baby. It's my first grandchild. Nice. And, uh, you know, they're true millennials. So, you know, they're measuring every feed, whenever the time That's is, true. we just fed <laughs> and then slept, you know, and it's like, I'm just, mm. and uh, I didn't have a car beforehand because I didn't need it in Victoria. Then I'm going to board a car because she's in Nanaimo. So an hour and a half away. Yeah. And, and it was like, okay, I, I'm have the car. I'm ready. I'm not going to see anybody for the first few weeks. And then mom, <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, uh mom i need to go to a doctor's appointment can you drive down and look after the kid and i respect that this is their journey and i'm just being there and it's like she went off to this doctor's appointment she called me the baby's crying because he wants more more bottle and then uh, and then my son-in-law texts me and it's you know it's like don't worry, I've, I've done this before. <laughs> I've done this before. It's never something you never, ever forget. But they had to, they had to kind of let me in, right? And it's like, I'm just going to be there. I can make little suggestions, but it's, otherwise it's kind of the intruding in on the space, which uh, I know because I've got very strong-willed children. <laughs> so it's, well, uh, isn't it fascinating that you know, it's a different skill set in from raising kids to being a parent of adult kids. Yes. And, and the quicker we can learn those lessons, Cheryl yeah. just read a book called, you know, how to walking on eggshells, how to raise your adult kids or how to influence or be part yeah. of their lives. And uh, it is a completely different skill set than when they were four years old. And, uh, and it's more influential and love and, and compassion and all those kind of good things. And then when they're ready, they'll ask. And, but it's uh, also for them to see you as a, as a person and not as a parent anymore. Right. That, that's been Very the hardest important. journey for, for my point. kids, is, especially with, with my illnesses. You know, my, my darling son, every time I would see him, mom, you need to do this. You've got to do that. You've got to do this. And then one day I just grabbed his hands and looked at him. I said, every time you tell me that, you're making me feel broken. How about just put your loving arms around me and just give me a hug? Mm. that's healing. Yeah. Don't remind me of my illness. Don't treat me as I'm broken. I know what I'm dealing with. Give me the cure for that day. And that's your loving arms. And yeah. it took the burden of him of feeling that he had to fix me. 
and understood that the value of that loving hug. But you know what, I'm still in that stage where the beginning to see, I've only been doing this nine years, but <laughs> beginning to see that mum, you know, is, is doing okay with this, but I'm still mum. And so that's one thing It's hard with, with the parent-child thing. It's very often for them to see you other than the parent. Yeah. So, and we just have to be true to who we are as the parents, as, the, as our own human beings. And eventually they'll catch up. Yeah. And, and, and from our standpoint, um, I wrote an additional line to my purpose statement in 2006. Um, realizing that I had taught my kids expectations and dream bigs and how to accomplish things and get things done at school and work and life. And, and the line I added was basically a desire to live this continuous improvement with the spirit of love and compassion for myself and others. Yes. And I think to one, one of your earlier points is that if, if, you know, there's a lot of expectations out there, but if we can do it and live it with love and compassion, um, what a better planet, better family, better person I would be if, if we're all trying to practice those principles of love and compassion for yourself. Yes, thank you. I was going to interject there. First others, yourself, right. because then you exude it out to everyone else. Yes. Right. right. Yeah. And I think that's, again, another thing when people, their purpose in, and, and service is to everyone else and not to themselves. And it goes yep. back to the old oxygen nature self. Yep. You know, if you're, if you're gasping for breath, how can you help anyone else? So rejuvenate yourself and, and let your cup run over. Yep. Fill your tank and then mm. you can help bless people's lives the most. But you also become the inspiration that begets invitation. Mm. Because you, you inspire invite, other people and it invites them to go, okay, maybe I can take this journey myself. Right. The power Which is all example. we can do right so we can do it's what your book is doing it's what your service is doing you're giving people the plan the skills the strategies um how they apply it what they do with it is on them right, right? you're there to support them uh, but you can't walk it for them no and nor can you dictate how they do it what you're doing is suggesting how they do it in order because it's worked for you um and that's all we can do it's uh, never ever get into any form of, of coaching in wanting to fix people or be the be all and the end all answer. You are part of the solution. You're part of the strategy. You're part of the planning that can help them move forward. But what they do with it is up to them. Right. When you can let go of that, you can also let go of the burden and guilt. If, you know, if somebody doesn't take it, doesn't work it out. So, how do people get hold of your book? Um, what are you also offering people and your site and everything else? Yeah, people can just go to my site, CI for life, the number four, ci4life.org. And you're going to see all sorts of tools for small business. I'm trying to help teach them consulting tools for small business. But then on the topics today, you'll also see books, journals, weekly planners, different tools that are going to help people find their way to their best life and provide a bit of a roadmap to uh, how they might find it and get there. So yeah, there's lots, anything could be found on there, whether it be the book, the journal, the training courses, et cetera, et cetera. We all need good habits to find our happiness, right? Yes. You know, and that comes in the form of routine, comes in the form of honoring yourselves, comes in the form of, of, of being open in order to see. But, you know, having that, um, 
when you go hiking, you don't want to go hiking in flip flops. You know, it's uh, you don't want to go without water. You don't want to go without band-aids, you know, or the, the uh, satellite phone if you get caught somewhere. Preparation. And, you know, that preparation is going to mean that whatever journey you're taking is going to be a great deal more successful. But if you know why you're taking the journey and what it is that you would like to achieve along that journey, well, along with that preparation will mean that success is most likely to meet you along the way. Yes, yeah, Sarah, let me also offer a free giveaway for your listeners today. If you just message me on my site there of ciforlife.org, I will send you and just let me know, hey, I listened to your conversation with Sarah. And uh, yes, please send me the Audible, the free Audible link. So I can send you a free link to the Audible book. And I'm happy to do that. Just tell Wonderful. us that you listened to this conversation today. Excellent. Again, all, all we can do is, is be there, share our love, our compassion, our expertise. And again, what people do with it is up to them, but it's letting people know they're not alone. Your purpose yeah. has changed now. Your purpose is to help people finding their purpose, the, the skills and how to achieve it, the why they're doing it in the first place, what it means to them. And we do, and especially in this last year, you know, so many people have been shaken up and they've kind of lost their way or they're confused and what, what else is out there. And they've been living in tension for so long that sometimes just bringing you back home to those questions where you can relook at your mission, relook at your purpose, relook at how you can redirect yourself. And it can just be the answer that you're needing in this time of confusion. So you were obviously meant to write this book during this time. And as I said, this is the time of actionism. So one of the actions they can take is reading the book and, uh, and to start applying. Because as you said, it's not just a reading, it's an interactive book. So interact with it and see how it's making a difference in your life. And that's all you can do is awesome. please participate in your own life. Because nobody well else can until you do. Well said. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rick. This has been wonderful having you here Pleasure. today. Pleasure. Thank you. And remember, everybody, there is always an answer. Rick has got this wonderful book of you finding your purpose. So what is your purpose? If you've lost it along the way or it's a new purpose now or you just need to kind of figure things out and moving forward, get the book, reach out to him and just start your journey because I promise you staying stagnant is not where you're meant to be. Until next time. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.